Every hour on the hour, when we listen and gain our knowledge and power, we turn to the no bullshit hour. No bullshit. Let's just end breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. All right, all right, all right. No bullshit news hour. What's the date, Mark? Uh, October-ish. I think it's the second. Or October two, yeah, twenty twenty. All right. Look, we got to get moving on this. No bullshit. You want the news? You get the news. Next week's news today, and sometimes Tuesday's news on Friday. <laughs> So you watch the debates, the whole big buzzing, popping, uh, proud boys. Stand back, stand by. Donald J. Trump. We have the founder of the Proud Boys, Gavin McKenna, is going to be with us. Detroit, comedian Detroit Red, eh? Right? I keep fucking that. Yeah, what do you call yourself now? Yeah, it's comedian Detroit Red. We'll give us the instant analysis two and a half days later about the debates. Gretchen Whitmer has capitulated on the nursing homes. It's about time. Yeah. God damn. Under the cover of darkness. How, how much many too. dead? Uh, yeah. Under the cover of darkness. We'll mm-hmm. get to that. But first here, we'll get to Gavin. But as always, No Bullshit News Hour is brought to you by American Coney Island. Invented the Coney dog. Invented the sauce. Invented the finger food that Detroit is famous for. Remember, you can get one to your door. Just go to AmericanCornAisland.com. You can get a kit. All the fixings. I'll pack it for you every Monday. 12 dogs, the sauce, the Vidalia onions, the buns, the nice little paper hat for love your it. kid. Love it. Right? We love Good you stuff. over there at American Coney Island. And uh, Trump got the Rona. <laughs> oh, Donnie J got the coronavirus. Is anyone surprised? Uh, maybe. Not really. Yeah. I'm going to see how this plays out. Either he dies or nothing happens, and then we have something to talk about. Yeah. Right? But the point is, the stock market's up and down like a washwoman's ass on Monday. <laughs> they don't like uncertainty. You don't. And so yeah. that is not a strategy, betting on Trump's health. What should I do instead? You should go to Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth. Get a strategy. Start planning. Get your kids into college. Get your finances right. Get your pension plan in order. We're dependent on it. Call him at 248-663-4748. And uh, Gavin, you're going to get compliments of Luke Nowacki, a fix the shit t-shirt. Because we all want the shit fixed, even though our politics are different. Mine are radically different than yours. But we're here to talk about it. Play the disclaimer. Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Well, 248-663-4748. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRAS.PC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a little ragged today. I was drinking online with the nursing home inspector. Oh, boy. How's he doing? He's happy. He was angry. He was angry that Whitmer, in the middle of the night, changed 
what goes on in the nursing homes. We'll go into it. I said, don't be angry. Be happy. Yeah. Well. The whole point is to get it right. Better late than never, I guess, is uh, what a silver lining people will say. I mean, too many people died. You could have done it a long time ago. God damn it. Okay, but anyway. Yeah. Well. Gavin, McG- uh, Gavin McKinnis is with us. He's in the news. Here's why. The debates, Tuesday night, they're asking Trump to disavow white nationalism, racism, etc. Uh, play the clip. Right stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Did he say proud boys? certainly the fuck did. Really? He said, yeah, what do you want to call him? Go ahead. Tell me. He said, the but proud boys. Like, okay, proud boys, stand down and stand back. But we have to worry about Antifa. Did you just say proud boys, stand down and stand back? He did a general command. He's the general of the I control the Proud Boys, Donald. (laughs) Do not stand down. Do not stand back. Gavin, do you control the Proud Boys? You disavowed them a couple years ago after a a brawl with the lefties in in New York City. You disavowed them. Are you in charge of them? No, I did not disavow. I'm not in control. That was a joke. But um, I quit because I was forced to quit by the FBI. They were framing the group as a gang and throwing people in prison using RICO, saying that we're a gang. And a gang has two conditions. You have a leader and you do illegal activities. We didn't do illegal activities. So they said, uh, well, you're still a gang because you have a leader. I go, I'm not the leader. I quit. And I, I killed their case. But aren't you a gang? I mean, you tell guys, go out there and beat ass. Go out there and beat no. some lefty ass. Yeah. Beat ass if, if someone beats your ass. You have to defend yourself. Don't start fights, but finish them. That's what we were all taught in high school when I was a kid. Do you think not uh, not being their leader is a little uh, maybe plausible deniability to where you can still, you know, your message to them is still very strong. So maybe a, a leader by proxy. Yeah, my message to them is you're doing a great job, boys. It's the greatest men's club in the world. It's better than the Knights of Columbus, and I'm a Knight of Columbus. In fact, it was inspired by the Knights of Columbus. But Proud Boys are the only ones who fought back. They don't go to Antifa's things. They don't pick fights. They don't chase people down on the street. But in a world where Antifa is doing that on a daily basis, they're the first ones to say, stop it, or you're going to get a broken nose. But they're, what, are, what are they fighting back against? No one's attacking them. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? No, seriously. What are they fighting? Are they a representation of the government? Trump supporters on a daily basis. Every time there's a free speech rally and Coulter does a talk. Michelle Malkin does a talk. Lauren Southern does a talk. They're pepper spraying. They're pepper sprayed me in the face. I couldn't see anything. And when I did a talk at NYU regularly at deplorable, they're hurling bricks. They're hurling feces. They're hurling urine at all my talks. They hurl those three things at deplorable. They were, they were hurling all that stuff and they were hurling batteries. And Project Veritas caught them planning a gas attack. They derailed trains. There's a okay. they just killed the Okay, guy. but this shit's getting this shit's getting stupid though, dude. No, 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 no potting down. Don't do that shit, Mark. Leave it up. Um, I'm in all of this stuff, bro. Right? I, Ferguson, Berkeley, you name it. It's getting out of hand. When you look at Portland, these are your guys, and they're driving by unloading paint guns on people, right? So why why would you spend one second focusing on that 1% of 
fighting back and ignore the 99% of four months of rioting, burning, arson, murder. Like, what is... With Don't get me wrong. No, 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 man. Don't get me wrong. Fuck those guys. Completely fuck those guys. But also, fuck your guys if we're going to go out there and start tearing up this country. I'm not into that. This, <laughs> by the way, this you're from Canada, right? Yes. Okay, are you a citizen here? Yes. Why don't you take the shit to Canada and let me handle this place and you handle your place? You're not handling shit. What are you doing? You're sitting on your ass. Me? How, how are you fighting back again? <laughs> All right. What I'm doing is focusing on the thing that's causing the discontent, which is the corrupt government sending jobs away, stealing from school children. That's where it's at, dude. That's where the fight's at. Not with each other. Look, are no, you, are you guys? Go on. Trump is the most anti-government president we've ever had. He's the most libertarian president we've ever had. He's as anti-gov. He's more anti-government than Ron Reagan, which was our last good president. But Antifa are regularly going to right-wing events, Trump events, and kicking the shit out of people, stabbing them, throwing. Lauren Southern has had been drenched in piss twice. Should you not fight back? Yeah, like, absolutely. Why focus on the paintball gun? When there is an entire country on fire. Exactly the point. And I don't think guys roaming around looking to beat each other's ass going to put the flames out. They're not roaming around looking to beat each other's ass, beat anyone's ass. They're not roaming around. That's a lie. They are going to rallies that they organize, mm. having a barbecue alone. Then Antifa shows up and they fight back. So should we just let Antifa take over the country? Is that what you're saying? I don't think they are. I, like I'm out there. I, I know who they are. Oh, and they're a group. That They're a group. There's no doubt about that. It's not some loose affiliation. I see them. I see them smashing shit. I see them rioting. I see them stealing shit. I'm not for them. I'm not for any of this shit. See, you told me not to go mess with them. What's that? You just told me not to go mess with yeah, them. Yeah, let, let the fucking police do it. Yeah. They're told to stand down. Ted Wheeler told the police <sighs> to stand down. They're letting Antifa out of jail. I did a talk once, okay, two years ago, October 12th. Antifa mobbed a dude, a journalist, beat the shit out of him, took his equipment, right? Zero charges, nothing. It was Finbar Slonim, Caleb uh, Kai Russo, and Caleb Perkins. Those three guys were the only ones that, that were charged, and they, they got away, no bail, no parole, nothing. Proud Boys got jumped by Antifa. Antifa threw a bottle of urine at them. They beat up the, the Antifa for doing that. Four years in prison. This is what's going on in America. There is a disproportionate punishment on patriots, and Antifa are literally getting away with murder. Are you a racist? Not only am I not a racist, I deny that it's a thing. White supremacy is not a thing. There was 300 assholes in Charlottesville with tiki torches. That's about it. Out of 331 million. The KKK is not a thing. Why are we talking about fucking racism all the time? Have you ever come across a white supremacist? <laughs> well, yeah, we come across them all the time, actually. So I, I think that it's disingenuous. Now, hold on. Time out. Yeah. Racism is a thing. And for uh, for people of color and black people in this country, it's a daily thing. So you may not be aware of it. But, yeah, it does oh, exist. God. You're f- dead. What'd you say? Now, there's racism you against say? whites. 
There's lots of anti-Semitism. I said there's racism against whites. Okay. From who? Look at the crime stats. Okay, we don't but that doesn't. Okay, dancing around killing. People have hate crimes against whites that go totally unnoticed. I'll so agree. you're I, mixing I, hate crimes and racism. I, I'll agree. I will agree with that too. I, I've written the fact that look, twice as many white people just by sheer numbers get dropped by cops. There's a class issue. Just so it happens, black people get dropped more. The poorer you are, the rowdy you are, and the more rowdy you are, the more the police come. So the more police you have in your life. We got what seven percent of the population committing fifty percent of the violent crime. That's playing Russian roulette. You're going to end up dead eventually, dead or in prison. That's the way crime works. True as that may be. Like you say, you're not a racist, but you say you're a Western chauvinist, right? Yes. Well, and what's funny about the West is it's anti-racist. Western culture was the first culture to say it's about meritocracy. Come here and bust your ass. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. Look, let's look. We both went to college. Let's let's break these words down. West means Europe. That's white. Chauvinism means, means a rabid yeah. loyalty, a rabid hey, loyalty to white culture. Eastern means what's Eastern? It's Russia and China, basically. 50% of Eastern culture is white. I hate Russia. I hate the Soviet Union. I hate communism. That's all white. This, this need to inject racism into everything is fucking dull. Hey, if you're a chess enthusiast, if you love chess, no, I don't get that. that. You, you just went by me there. You just went by me. Chess players are Russia. You just went by me. What? We, you just went Western chauvinism. That's European loyalty. Yeah. So you might have black people or brown guy running around, but your bylaws are saying you must show fealty to Western chauvinism. The great thing about this country is it borrows from everybody. Did you hear me? Sort of. No. Go on. What is Eastern culture? When you say the East. I could say the South. I could say Latin. Asia. Asia. They think of Russia, China. Asia. Asia. Arabia. When you, I understand. But when you think of the Eastern, non-Western culture, you're basically thinking of Russia and China. That is white. Stop Asia. making it a white or black huh? thing. What? culture. Communism is white. We are anti-communist. Okay. Yet so, Western European, come on, man. Okay, most of uh, most of Western <laughs> culture is based uh, a lot on Christianity. Uh, is it anti-Muslim? Because there's the incident of the caravan uh, to the city in New York, where um, Islamburg, New York, I think is what it was, mm-hmm. where the Proud Boys went up there. Is it an anti-Islam group? I don't see Islam as very compatible with the West. That's a much better argument. But what you what you weaklings don't understand about Islamburg is it's part of a cabal. It goes all the way down to New Mexico. All of these little hideouts where these Muslims go, it's not some sweet old lady who went there to get away from Islamophobia. They do training there. There's footage of them doing training there. They're all ex-cons. But why? Who wait, 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 wait. They of all, all worship the same Pakistani imam. Wait a minute. Cult. It's a Muslim cult in Here, Islamburg. Here's, I know what Islamburg is. Right? And I was there before you knew about it, when you were going to liberal arts college in Montreal when you were studying women's studies, right? When you okay. hadn't had your first fist fight yet. You didn't even have a fist fight till you're 30. Before I was at liberal arts school at the age of 20. Uh, how oh, about I know your friends. I know your friends. You were not ever in a fist fight. What about that Don't call me a weakling, man. 
Don't see that's bullshit. That don't call what? me a weakling. I, I right now I will challenge you for charity. I will give it to school, okay? And you can give it to whatever zany shit you're doing. I challenge you to a three rounds no hold bar. You take that. Pay per view. I would do I'd that. Box. I'd love to see you, but that won't make that won't change the argument. You will just have been a guy that Gavin McInnes knocked out. You'll still be wrong. Do you know about the kid who starved to death in New Mexico? Say what? Wait, wait, wait. The kid. The kid that starved to death? It's a terrible connection. In New Mexico, the same Muslim cult that is, that is in Islamburg is also in New Mexico. They starved a kid to death there as punishment. The media was totally silent about it. Islamburg is part of that same cult. Well, but why do you think it's up to the this group, the Proud Boys, to maybe um, show up there as opposed to the government or the police? I know you do, you don't like what the mayor of Portland said, but that doesn't mean that uh, they're not supposed to be in charge of it. Why not? Why not join the police? Because no oh, one no. else is. They did. The plenty of cops were Proud Boys, and they all got fired for it. No one else is standing up for American values. And by the way. Isn't it strange what, that we're sitting here talking about a 10-minute motorcade where they just drove, mostly bikers, by the way, drove through Islamburg, through the main street, and that was that. And there was all kinds of busts, by the way, related to Islamburg. They realized that radicals are there. So all we did was point a finger, and we're talking about it on a news show. Okay. Where is talk about Antifa's crimes? Why is there this myopic obsession with the right farting in church or not crossing a T or dotting their eye and then total oblivious. Well, let like, me, let me do this. Okay. So listen, let's find out about you. Cause you got a really interesting background, liberal arts college in Montreal. And then you move to Brooklyn. Hipster born in, born in England, by the way, yep, from you, Scottish. So you're, you're, you're an immigrant. Your, your dad yep. is an immigrant. He's Scottish. Grew up upper yep. middle class. He's an engineer, I believe. Blue collar, <laughs> porous rocks. His toes are crippled like this because his shoes didn't fit. Hmm. There you go. That's but I grew up middle class, yes. Okay. And then you started Vice. The, 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 the irony of all ironies is everybody walking around here with their tattoos and their black rim glasses, you're the godfather of modern hipsterism. You were the juice, the founder, and the thinker behind what we now know as Vice. Vice TV, yes, Vice Magazine. I'm a charismatic and intelligent human being who works hard. And what that does is it tends to develop a following. And if, if people want me to be a leader, I'll be a leader. But I also encourage autonomy. Like the Proud Boys were, were, were given chapter autonomy. You have the tenets, which include anti-racism, by the way. What are the other tenets? What are the other tenets? Their own thing. Free to sell their own merch, all that other shit. So what's yeah, I started a few things. You did. I started the two most important youth culture movements of my in, uh, adulthood, which is hipsters and proud boys. And then you had like you were tight with Hollywood, like Jimmy Kimmel, Sarah Silverman. I remember you guys running around the Lower East Side, Max Fish, Cokies out there in fucking Williamsburg, where you got all the blow and shit. And then you started going nuts. You started dabbling in the in the white power shit. And they disavowed you, and you take got kicked out of ICE. Take that back. Take what back? Dabbling in the white power shit. Didn't you? No. This when is, I haven't changed. It's the background that's changed. 
And now, if you like Trump because he's anti-government, you're somehow a racist or a Nazi or into white power. The Proud Boys are just like the hipsters. There's tons of drugs. They're socially liberal. They're parting their asses off. They're listening to Andrew W.K. It's the same as hipsters, really. But the hipsters lost their balls and the Proud Boys have balls. This white power narrative is so fucking pedantic. No, you might you might be you might be throwing some fancy words in there, dude. But I know this country. See, you've lived in Montreal, hipster Brooklyn and fancy pantsy Westchester. I've lived all around this motherfucker, and I'm going to tell you what. I've lived all over the fucking world. I lived in China. I've done nothing but traveling. I did that, too. I did that, too. I mean live. Live, not visit. So those dudes in Portland are not hipsters. Those dudes in Charlottesville are not hipsters. So whatever you think's going on. Charlottesville. Stop Whatever you think is going on, dude, the people that are vibing with your message are not what you're putting out here. That's not true. They're running That's people true. over. You're full of shit. Oh, I Proud am. Boys not Proud boys are not racist. 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 Why aren't Proud you in are why aren't you in Portland? Why are you in a fancy garage and you're not out on the street commanding the troops? Why aren't you in the middle of it? Because I'm not the leader of the fucking Proud Boys. I've done the street fighting. I was fighting Nazi skinheads in the late 80s as a punk rocker. I've had my fucking time on the streets beating the shit out of assholes. But they need Other you now. Now. Now's the, I guess them. now's the war that you say. You say there's a war. Get out there and beat people's ass. Why aren't you out there doing your part? I've done my part. It's and I not don't say, over. Beat people's ass. I say defend yourself. And I do. I was fighting this. I've fought Antifa a hundred times. They fucking, they created this monster in a sense. We were just a drinking club having fun with blacks, gays, Jews, all together, still together. And then Antifa would come to our talks, our events, and try to fight us. So we beat them up. And that's a crime, I guess. Defending yourself is a crime, according to you. And it's racist somehow. Oh, that no. Black people. Oh, no, what? no. People don't know me. No, that, I ain't, that ain't me, bro. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take down a mugger. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fight for for everybody. But all right, did fight for that. did look? That. What what are the tenants here? Like, is it you guys? Like, you're not supposed to to jack off because you keep your manly essence for yourself. No, you fucking for, loser. You're yeah. incapable of understanding humor. Has it occurred oh, to humor. anyone that a group called the Proud Boys has a sense of humor? When when I was high school if you farted or burped and didn't say safety someone else could call slut and they beat you up until you could name five breakfast so it's, cereals it's, oh yeah that's, that's what you guys did <laughs> okay proud boys do the same thing it's a funny game we also noticed one oh, time we so damn it, that's a child if that's a high school game aren't you adults like what do you, what is that what's the point what's the purpose yeah adults Adults like to do stupid shit sometimes. We oh, like so fart jokes. We yeah, like purple nurples. We like to chug adults beer. Like stupid stuff. Stupid adults like to do stupid no. stuff. Not every adult. That's stupid to me. No. When men are, are spending their leisure time, they tell rude jokes. They do dumb shit. Not only is that a fun American pastime, it helps define America. Being a dumb jerk off is what America is. We're not aristocrats. We don't wear monocles. Western We're not chauvinism. civilized. We work on cars and we get dirty. Now, with the beating off thing, 
we we tried that as a joke. We said, let's see if we go 10 days without beating off. And then we noticed, holy crap, I'm having a great day. I'm whistling when I walk down the street. And they said, okay, let's do a new rule. From now on, you can only ejaculate within a yard of your significant other with her permission. A silly game we made up, and it improved our lives. It got millennial men off the couch because they had to go get laid. Mm -hmm. And it improved marriages because husbands were no longer beating off to porn. And now they try to turn into this draconian rule. You may not masturbate. They take all our jokes and turn them into this like clan rule because they're obsessed with an America that's been dead for at least 50 years. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let that hang a minute. Unintended. So, shit. Well, wow. Wow. Hang. Do the Proud Boys have a PR problem then? I think America has a PR problem. Do the Proud Boys have a PR problem? I think that American kids are taught from K through 12 that America was stolen from the Indians and built by slaves. And it's an illegal institution rife with systemic racism. That is the issue right there. That's and true. That's America, true. That's part of the story. That is part of the story. That's part of the story. It was stolen from the Indians. It was no. built with slave labor. No. No. What do you know in fucking Canada? Of course it was. The fucking ridiculous. What are you doing? A, Dude, what are you doing? That's ridiculous. Let me tell you like fuck? all countries, you fucking boob. Like all countries, it was a war. 400 years we fought the Indians. Okay. What a worthy adversary. 400 years. We fought the Nazis for like and three took years. it and took it and then and then and then brought over indentured people to fucking pick the cotton. Come on, God, dude, you can't you can't do this. You're not, you're not clearing this bar. How do you explain this? How do you explain a black dildo up your ass? Roll that. What is that? Joke? A joke. What, yes, is, we were what is a joke about having a black dildo up your ass? You can interrupt, and then we're going to end the show, all right? Okay. 400 years, we fought the Indians. We fought with them. We fought against them. They fought on our side. We fought on their side. Back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, after generations of war, we won. Same with Japan and the Ainu. Same with the Aztecs in Mexico. That's what happens with countries. You fight and fight and fight and eventually win. Then we start a new country, and that's... Ground zero, that's the beginning. What of the about country. the slavery part? Stolen from shit. America didn't exist before America existed. A. B. The slavery thing. Yes, slavery was abhorrent out of 10 oh, million, 11 million news. slaves wow. that news. blacks and Arabs traded to the rest of the world. We didn't start slavery. We ended it. The West ended slavery. You're welcome for that, by the way. And <laughs> at, at, at the Civil War, Sharon. the balance was negative. Wow. We were in debt. The Civil War. So any money what? that what? was built up by slaves, which was what two percent of the population owned slaves, we got three hundred fifty thousand out of the ten million that were exported. No one talks about Brazil. They got what? three million. We're not like, talking about Brazil. Anyway. I don't live in Brazil or Canada. But I, live in, I live in Detroit. Negative I'm telling you, dude. Civil War with a negative bank what balance. A nut. And it's part butt plug, which you seem to think is some sort of Achilles heel. We were watching <laughs> Hillary Clinton on my comedy show. We just had a porn star on the show. There was a butt plug there. And I go, I look, she dances like she's got something up her ass. I bet I could dance better than her with something on my ass. I grabbed the dildo, put it in between my butt cheeks, and started dancing around. And I was dancing better than Hillary. It was 
funny. Let me see. Let's roll you, that tape. I, I want to see it. I can't see it. Let me you, see if it's funny. You've lost your sense of fun. You've lost Maybe color. Yes. No, I like fun. And you have no sense of fucking fun anymore. What? what, what that's fun? From the Holy comedy shit. show, pretending it's that some sort red? of... look fun, Red? Oh, fun. Fun. It's fucking no weird. Face. No tact. It's like, hilarious. It's weird. Not funny. Fucking at all. weird, You're not bro. funny. You're a boring old cow. Karen's hot for an old cow, bro. You're all boring losers. Oh, no. No, real... Here, hey, Red, stick that pencil in my ass. <laughs> that shit looked funny. No, thank you. Come on. <laughs> my wife once, her her pinky got up in my ass when we were doing it, you know, after I masturbated a, three feet from her. <laughs> they got one. And that went up in there, and that shit hurt, dude. I'm not doing that. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Did, does your agent think going from, like, you were on Fox, you were on the Red Eye, speaking of. Who's my agent? I don't have an agent. No, I mean, was 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 moving towards white supremacy a good career move? You're like, a fucking boob and a loser. <laughs> and the fact that you guys are obsessed with white supremacy makes you as juvenile as a fucking dumb feminist in college with purple hair. Oh, that, that reminds me. Your politics. You, you, anyway, you, 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 did, you, did, you, you studied women's studies. And he's gone. Oh, great. Good. Hmm. We made him yeah, so mad he hung up. The other one I wanted to get to was he's a women's studies. Yeah, you uh, mentioned that. Uh, major, right? And then he's out here calling um, single mothers child abusers because to be a single mother is to have abused your child. And believe me, that life is not easy. <laughs> but for those of us that come from it, Red, you? No. No. Karen, you? For most of it, yes. Yes. I love single mothers. God what? bless them. Fuck you. Curse. Nazi what punk fuck off. hell was that? That was the most, I, I know you brought him on for, for a perspective about that group. That was the most ignorant, offensive conversation I have ever been privy to. Here's the he deal. Was, ugh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Karen. I apologize. That's okay. I was about to curse, so thank you for stopping me. Go ahead. <laughs> no, because I, I want you to hear. I want you to hear what that is. This, this is, this is a bunch of assholes, and there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot of these guys. Look yeah. at them, yeah. masturbating, dildos up your butt. It's stupid. And by the way, fucker, I challenged you to a fight, and you didn't take it. I do it for charity because you don't know how to fight. I know who you are. What you did was you lost your mind because all your buddies took your creation and made a billion fucking dollars. Mm -hmm. You created a club to self-aggrandize yourself, right? And it got it ran away. It turned into a monster. It turned into a fucking monster. So you dabble with right wingism and your career's fucked up. So So you think you think it got out of control for him? He did, like you know, the, the the group got too big for him. Like, he, he, look, I, I I don't run it. Yeah, I don't run. Well, that's a okay. Too what, what it started out was was a drinking game. You don't want to know what the initiation was? He just told you if you'd listen closely. Okay, drink. The, name five the, cereals. We're gonna punch you till you can name five cereals. This is some I, I, frat boy I, shit. But you know, you pointed it out, and he didn't really answer. Like, where's that change? Because he built Vice with the two other. I forget Shane and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. He built that. Yeah. The godfather of hipster. How does that turn into 
what the Proud Boys are today. Well, you know, he's, he's, I, does he, he be, does he really believe it? You saw what he was. He's into shock. It, that's what I mean. Talking. Does he really believe it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, he I, left. I, he left. Apparently did. But you know what? I was thinking the deal was going to be more intellectual. That he was actually a, you know, a clever guy. That's nothing clever in there. I think uh, fighting the uh, the Indian War versus fighting the Nazis in World War Two is a little a uh, little different. Where Ridiculous. one you go to the land and fight for that land as opposed to stopping another country from invading a land. But it's ridiculous. You know, a friend of his. Yeah. I don't know if Trump does know him. We never even get to that. But a good friend of his is Roger Stone. Everybody knows Roger Stone. He's the guy that sort of created Trump. And he's the guy that actually monetized Washington. He ran Bush's campaign, I believe it was, and then opened up the biggest lobbying firm yeah. in Washington. Okay. Roger pivots to the right because there's money. Mm -hmm. There's money to be made there. There's a career to be made there. And I'm watching Roger and these fucking douchebags at the Bundy fundraiser, like these East Coast assholes and dudes from Montreal who go to liberal arts college and study women's studies yeah. and then shit all over them when it's time to make some money. I watch them play these guys, the Western ranchers with the guns who have a real beef. I watch them manipulate them. And I told Roger, Roger Stone, we had a hot mic on him. Yeah. And he's, he's whining that his Tom Mix hat didn't show up FedEx. <laughs> Right, and what did he say? He was fighting. We've been fighting this for a hundred years. Well, if he's been fighting for a hundred years and is still having to fight it, obviously he's not a very good fighter. So maybe that's why he didn't accept your challenge. What an ass! That's what he was to me, an ass, an ignorant ass. Yes, and I said it. so good. Mm. There it is. It's settled. You see what it is, ladies and gentlemen. They they estimate about a thousand guys that profess something to this group. It's a thousand guys. Don't lose your minds out there. Yeah. Antifa's a bunch of douchebags, too. I've, I've had it with those guys. I've been in the riots with them, got in a fight with them. Fuck you, get out of my face, and don't burn this guy's store down. I will do that because I'm not just a reporter. I'm a fucking citizen who's trying to get along with you all. I'm not going to lie to you. And you, No, no room for that shit. No room for this guy. Don't be afraid. It's not that big. We have to be afraid of each other, the sensible people. Let's get our children raised and healthy, right? We can do this, America. We don't got to mm -hmm. fall apart because Twitter's telling us yeah. that that guy, that guy, that's what the whole country's talking about? That guy? Did you see him? Okay, fuck. Uh, not, not worth the time, man. Antifa too. Holy smoke. Not worth the time for you. Okay, they accomplished nothing. Neither one of those. It, red toe, black lives, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Detroit will breathe. Great, that's a red, point. Yeah. a black man from Detroit. Told him, Get fucked. Get out of here. You're an empty head. What are we doing? We're, we're turning the cameras on and giving them everything. Yeah. They're destructive and they're little. And there's a lot of people that eat it up. They it's, it's a fight. We do. I'll admit it. We eat it up. Interview that you did when you were riding with the was it with the clan was it with the Grandmaster yeah or something? You I, yeah your your sounds terrible you're a little warbly but I know you know what she's talking about yeah the grand when I did the, the, the Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan I carpooled with him right. and you offered him a cracker yeah that conversation was at least more enlightening or at least more in line with a conversation than him he's a nutcase and and, and he's been practicing this shit for twenty years and that's what you got. Okay, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen.
I don't know what we accomplished. Ooh, there's the big white menace. That fucking dude who's been hiding in his basement in Tony Westchester County. He's been to Montreal, Hipster Brooklyn, and Tony Westchester where his neighbors hate him. He don't know you, Portland. Detroit, I don't think that guy could walk three blocks. I think uh, Christine on the Facebook Live sums it up perfectly by saying, yeah, they're not so scary anymore. There you go. That's no bullshit news. Try to love one another. And listen. Karen, you saw, I was on the phone with you the other day, and you stopped. You go, I got to go. There's a woman at the bus stop. Right? Yes. Tell me. We were on the phone, Charlie. You encouraged me to stop because I saw a lady, a relatively young lady at the bus stop with a suitcase and quite a few children. And it just struck me like, what is going on? Like, it just didn't seem normal. And so you said, go ahead, Karen, do it. So I made a U-turn. I got out. I introduced myself to her. She was cautious, but she was kind. And we spoke for a minute. I found out that she was 35. Um, She had six children. Um, She said she was in an abusive relationship and that her landlord was very disrespectful and condescending to her because she was the mother, the single mother, apparently, perhaps of six children. And she said, I'm doing the best that I can. She said he wouldn't fix the you know, things in my home. I have to take care of my children. I said, where are you going? She says, I'm taking the children to my grandmother's house. I said, and then what are you going to do? She said, I don't know. She said, I have to figure out something. She said, I guess I have to get a job. She said, wait, I have six kids. I guess I have to get two jobs. She said, I don't know what to do. The thing that struck me, Charlie, is that these are the people and this is the narrative that everybody wants to pretend doesn't exist, certainly here in Detroit and around the country. Um, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I was really touched by this woman, her beautiful children. She said, some I wanted, some I didn't. I took that to mean some were, you know, were planned and some were unplanned. She had a beautiful family. They were sitting there taking care of each other. She didn't know what to do. And I didn't have an answer for her. I gave her some cash. I said, told her I'd say a prayer for her and wish her well. And I wish I had a solution for her. And I did not. And I felt horrible because I didn't. Here, some love and respect. That's what you gave her. That's that's what we can do for each other. Now, you know what? You told me about that. That is me. My mom, abusive relationship, second husband, five kids, 35 years old. Probably none of them planned. And you know what she did? She held us together. And so I'm here. Those babies you saw, that was me. I got nothing but respect for this woman. The fuck? Your mom did a pretty good job. Thank you. You know, I just, I always feel like, you know, sometimes people may not make the right decisions. I think things happen in life that we don't plan for, that we can't anticipate. But the reality is, is that we don't have a right to trivialize or be condescending to people whose circumstances are different than ours. I mean, we do not. And so at at the end of the day, this lady deserved respect. Um, and she certainly deserves some kind, you know, she's looking for a solution on how to take care of her kids outside of an abusive relationship and in a home and in an environment that is safe. Everybody deserves that. So let's say this and let's, we will move on. You know, Gavin, you put some energy towards that. We're all struggling and just whipping people up and picking sides, not going to, not going to make anything better for any of us. So 
fuck off, Nazi punk. Uh, no Bullshit News Hour is brought to you by ADR Consultants. Sorry about that, Barry. <laughs> but fuck it, I know you don't like Nazi punk. I, I, I was going to say, either. I think he might echo that sentiment. Okay, so, not yeah, a Nazi good. punk, like, you know, a, the litigious society. I'm sorry, Gavin. <laughs> a Western chauvinist. Anyway, ADR, if you want things really done right, if your company's struggling or the crooked government's in your pockets, won't give you the fair bid process, they won't give you the permits, you call ADR, they'll help you navigate. They do a lot of things there. They do IT, they do uh, property management, information technology, they really do. All right, mm -hmm. Barry Ellen Tuck, get the job done, right, on time, on budget, somebody who's ethical, 248-318-9424. Barry Ellen Tuck, friend of the show. And Hall Financial, they want you to know that mortgages, get one now. <laughs> it keeps going lower. It keeps going. Refi or get a mortgage and do it now, right? The customers are happy. You get personal service, right? Now's the time. Now's the time to get the home improved, take out that equity loan, or move into the house, or refi. You're paying too much. Hall Financial, the best in Michigan. 248-308-5000 or davidhallmortgage.com. Is that good? Did I do them good on that? Yeah. Okay, because I believe that. They're a good company. NMLS number 1467435. Um, and, and talk to one so you can talk to the other. I mean, if you're renting, figure out what you need to do so you can invest that money in a home. And you, you, know, you see what I'm saying? Manage, and I say this all the time, no matter how much money you have or do not have, you got to learn how to manage it and grow it. Exactly. Well said. Make the move. Care about each other. We're giving you good places to go. We're not here to manipulate you. I care about all of you. That fucking guy got me mad. Yeah. I thought he was going to be really clever. What a douche. Okay. But that came, that came from the debate. <laughs> that guy was the focus of the country. <laughs> now here with any, without any further delay, here on the no bullshit news hour. With expert analysis instantaneously two and a half days later <laughs> is our correspondent, comedian, Detroit Red. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to welcome everybody to the No this Bullshit News Hour. Yes, it's me, comedian Detroit Red, here with my analysis of the debate a few days later. And I'm just going to tell y'all like this. That was the most bullshitting-ass debate I ever seen in my life. I swear for God, I sat there for an hour and a half trying to smoke as much pot as I could <laughs> to possibly understand what the hell was going on. I felt like I was watching two old dudes argue about who the hell ate the last bowl of fucking pudding. Okay? We still don't know what the hell we're going to do. One couldn't speak up. The other one wouldn't shut the fuck up. Between the whole goddamn damn I went to have by the time it was done I was ready to go vote for fucking Chris Wallace he gave more direction and ideas of what we supposed to be doing as I sat there and looked at this I really began to realize that the biggest problem we have in America is we keep voting for the same looking motherfuckers they both old both pale and one could barely stand up and the other one looked like a whole Buick from the side profile <laughs> you figure out who the fuck I'm talking 
talking about. One's too pale, one's too orange. I mean, the whole debate was a whole, in the great words of my mentor, a shit show of a debate. To this point, in the end of all of my analyzations and, and opinions about the debate, I want to say this. When we get ready to go to the polls, let's remember, we got a choice between two different people. We got one that may need to wear ear wire and get fed the ideals. And then we got another one who's going to say the same bullshit he's been saying the last four years. I thought they was going to steal the election four years ago. Now they're going to steal the election again. Are you serious? Then Trump gives a standby, stand down call to proud boys. First, I don't know what the fuck y'all got to be proud of. None of y'all know how to dress. Black t-shirts and khakis. Ooh, I'm scared of that game. <laughs> Second of all, most of you look like you ain't proud enough to even move the fuck out your mama's basement. So who are you telling to stand back and stand by for what? To come show me what true asshole millennials look like with tiki torches? Get the hell out of here. You serve a better purpose at a damn picnic, keeping the mosquitoes away. And as far as my man Joe Biden is concerned, yes, Joe, I love you. But just like watching the sleeping giant, when in the fuck are you going to wake up? He talked about your family. Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave y'all on this note. When it comes to presidential debates, we did not get one in the first round. What we got was two old ladies who made me think I was looking at an episode or rerun of the Golden Girls sitting up and fighting about who the fuck going to get the last Depend and what they did with the Depend before that. All I'm asking is, if we're going to have a presidential debate, can we get some real fucking information? Like when we may safely open, when is it possible to get a vaccine? By the way, hope you use it first now, Trump, that you have COVID so we can see if a third eye going to grow on your back or not. Okay? Next debate, all I'm saying is this. Tell me something other than the same bullshit you both have been repeating for the last year and a half. And on that note, this is your commentator, comedian Detroit Red, saying, Deuces! What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's all the uh, post-debate coverage we need. I think you said it just about right, right? Now, now, see, now, get, now get on the mic with us, man. We, <laughs> see, for you uh, listening there, uh, watching, we didn't know how to get Red into the show because he's going to give us the analysis of the debate. But he was chomping at the bit to get it fucking gapped. Oh, my God. <laughs> Proud boys, they should just change their name to shame boys. And first of all, ain't shit a boy about him. What's funny about a dildo up your ass, right? Listen here. I don't even like tissue up my ass too far, okay? <laughs> that is an exit, not an entrance. I don't know where the fuck they thought that was funny at. <laughs> Feels like to me he don't like black people unless they're up his ass. So, I mean, that's what I gathered from it. You know what that means, Red? Yeah, so yeah. I told Mark to ask him, has he ever dated or wanted to date a woman of color? He's a he's a creep and he's not funny, so I'm glad he's off. Well, Karen, he would have yeah, answered yeah, yeah. that with yes, and she had a very deep tan, because wife, as colorful as he gets. His wife uh, reportedly is part Native American. How about that? Land wrong. Uh, Say it again. 
The ones that we didn't take land from. Didn't he say that we didn't steal land from the Indians? The fuck, it was a war. He, he said it was a war. Yeah, great ass fucking war. Give a whole people uh, contaminated blankets and kill them off with small park smallpox yeah. and then show up the next day with an eviction notice for the survivors. Okay, let me let me do this and let, let you know cuz I'm exhausted. I'm fucking exhausted. I want to get to the news and 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 get home and have a cigarette with Red and you know, pick my kid up from school because I love my child. If she's a single mom or not. I just want to remind you guys that since 2017, the Hope Not Handcuffs program has helped 4,600 people get the help and resources they may not have gotten otherwise. Anyone struggling with substance use disorder or addiction, whether it be heroin, painkillers, cocaine, even alcohol, can go into one of 100 participating police locations and just ask for help with no fear of being arrested, a safe place where the officer will treat you with compassion and place a call to a volunteer, what they call angel, that will come to the police department and assist you with paperwork and making phone calls and get you placed in treatment that very day. It's very cool. The first step doesn't need to be the hardest. There is hope. Go to hopenothandcuffs.com to learn more and make the step toward recovery. And that's a lot of people that I love that have been felled by this. And I wish they were here. And they're not. And you don't have to disappear. There's help. And if you want to help, you can become one of their angels, too, and get trained to help. Exactly. It's a good program. Care about each other. Yeah. Better message. Care about each other. I'll tell you what. Don't stand down or stand by. Get the fuck on. That's what I say. Out of your parents' basements and into a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> fuck waste good money on tiki torches to go holler dumb shit. That's just. All right, let's do this. Here's, here's the news. Torch. You see, well, I, I mean, that whole thing, and even this little game, and I'm going to stop talking about it. We're giving it too much time. I'm done. Yes, listen, here's what happened yesterday. The governor has reconfigured mm -hmm. what the nursing homes are doing. They're now called, remember, we had these hubs that were, we've covered it on and on and on. We don't let go. This isn't a place where... You know, it's a 24-hour news cycle. We want shit fixed. Fix the shit. Fix the shit. We're not screwing around. I'm proud that the governor finally, on a Wednesday, after everybody's talking about the bait, at night, no press conference, quietly announces the, the, nurse, the shift in nursing homes to now care and recovery centers. Hmm. Basically, what she's mandated is there must be minimum standards of care. Minimum, you have to be average. You can't be a dump. Remember, we took all the worst dumps and monetized them yeah. and said, we'll give you $5,000 for every bed. The worst facilities. What the fuck? Number two, she's, now it's got to be average. Three stars out of five. She also has mandated that the staff in the nursing homes that work with COVID must only work with COVID. Wow, what a crazy idea. And how did we arrive at this? <laughs> How do we arrive at this? I because know someone who's been talking about it. Because of data, she says. Charlie, slow down. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Karen. No, I was just saying. How, oh, yeah. So what data? What data? So my my data was good, and yours was bad, and now yours is good. Look, here's the thing. You like Whitmer? Fine. I'm I'm cool with it. I don't fight in the streets. But please, stop telling me that she did a fantastic job on this. She did not. When 
bipartisan legislation passed, she vetoed it about creating separate centers. And I'm going to quote her reasoning to all of us. It's based on the false premise that isolation units created within existing facilities are somehow insufficient to protect seniors. What you got yesterday was an admission they were insufficient to protect seniors. It's bullshit. I think I voted for it. I think I'm on record as saying it. I'm pretty sure I did. This is bullshit and I'm calling you out as a citizen. You're my employee. Poor leadership. I'm not going to blame you for deaths. That's childish. I couldn't prove it. This is fucking outrageous. You never signed legislation to have them tested. One more thing. She put out a press release. So I decided to print it. And if I can find it, I'm going to read it to you. I signed an order months ago requiring testing for all residents and staff and new residents. Well, maybe you did. I never saw it. I do know that your head of health and human services signed an emergency order requiring that, but not until July. July. Four months later. Fucking, it was too late. We were telling you since April. You do, the reason you dodge is because you know you're getting the hard questions. Now, you heard the nursing home inspectors on this show. That's who I was drinking with last night. And he was sad because he said she's going to skate 11th hour and then put out press releases like I signed stuff that I really didn't. And I said to him, no, brother, no, that it, this isn't about political points. This is about getting things right for our old people. We've accomplished it. Not just us, bridge men, people, everybody that got on board with this. You did good. And that's what we really wanted. And you know what, Gavin, motherfucker? That's the fight. That's the fight. So now it's going to be a little better for the next old person. That's right. Bring the voices together. When the masses come together, they can make a difference. But when you're running around with dildos up your ass and <laughs> playing fart and cough games, I guess you don't And asking your wife permission, can I jack off three feet from you? What? I'm jacking off with no permission. Take that, take that, take that. You know what I say? There's enough to go around, Red. Hey. Matter of fact, if I stand six feet back, is one of, I want to see how far I can get it to go. That's, that's the only reason. <laughs> We're so fucking old, it doesn't go anywhere but down your leg. Right. Puffs of dust come out. Man, I used to be like a porno king. Now I just... God, I'm exhausted. Right, Karen? Focus. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, all right, Governor, thanks for actually finally doing it. We got somewhere. Yes. Better late than never, but it should never have been late. So, ladies and gentlemen, no bullshit. No bullshit. Tell you, what do you keep saying, Red? Share, share, share. That's right. Share, share, press share right now. We get shit done. Don't need the TV show anymore. Don't need the newspaper. It's all changed. Here it is. Where am I? I'm here getting shit done. We're a community. And I respect you if you vote for Whitmer or Trump or Green Party or you don't at all. I'm on earth with you. We can do better. Okay. We also do the police, don't we? We keep track of shit. Here we go. Here's the news. Detroit has again earned the unwanted 
title of America's most violent city. Damn it. Huh. And you know what? Crime's so through the roof, it's, it's through the roof more than Chicago. We're going to win it for 2020. We won it for 2019. And crime went up from 2018 in 2019, which Detroit was also the most violent city. And in 2017, we were the second most violent city. Thank you, St. Louis. And in 2016, right. we were America's most violent city. And in 2015, we were America's second most violent city. Thank you again, St. Louis. We ain't been out the top five in the last in 10 years. In 2014, we were most violent city. In 2013, we were America's most violent city. We're always number one, Red. What does this, what does, so what is this? Okay. Chief Craig came in 13. Duggan came in 14. We announced bankruptcy in 13. We got out of it in 14. What's changed? What's changed? We went bankrupt to make us safer. That's what they said for the kids. It's not here. That bullshit. It was bullshit. It was bullshit. No. Demand better. Public safety was never part of that grand bargain. The police officers were never made whole. We never invested a reinvestment in public safety. So no, that wasn't the reason why. You would think that if in fact that were even a factor in restructuring our debt and our city, that that would be at the top of the agenda. It was not. It was not. No. And let me advocate. No. Uh, let me take a step over and now be an advocate. Okay. More money for police. More money yeah. for schools. And get the fire department a fucking contract. They worked hard. It's the hardest work in public safety and public servants in America. Detroit schools? Come on, man. <laughs> Put the money in. Or we're going to have this shit. And to the jackasses in the street that's marching for defunding the police, this is what defunded police get you. Number one murder city in the country. And what do we also do on this show? Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it ain't. We're showing you where the money really is. Yeah. Oh, and them skyscrapers in the hockey arena and this demolition bond. You're being fleeced. And if you don't live in Detroit, you're paying for it. Because ultimately, when they pull money out of the schools for property taxes, they take it from you, Birmingham, and they give it to Detroit. So every time the billionaire gets something, your kid's doing with less. That's how it works. Why is everybody's water bill going up? You're not using more water. That's the hustle. Carly, oh. our friend's house is vacant over on the water. It's vacant, and the sprinkler system has been off. That bill is $1,300 a month. Oh, Thirteen hundred. Nobody's in the house. Sprinklers off. No, everything. It's winter. Thirteen hundred dollars a month. Thirteen hundred so, a month. I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. I'd have to refi my house. DavidHallMortgage.com. The city is extracting money from people who can or are paying their bills to compensate for the reduced revenue in this city. They are at all the property tax, that proposal in oh, no. BS, in is no. I mean, pay attention, pay attention. Now, let me ask one last thing before we go. Great program today, Red. That was fabulous. You're a bright, bright guy. Thank you. Shining star. This guy's on his no, rocketing no. on his own. He's and I didn't it. smoke no weed today. So, <laughs> and, 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 and how did I do with the national chauvinist there? What did you? How'd you oh, I, I, I believe you'd kick his ass in the real fight because he definitely lost the virtual one. <laughs> you pissed him off. He did his impression of a Karen. He got mad. And you did. You did a hell of a job with your uh, research and homework before he came on. 
Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, you and I talked all week, so. Yeah. I mean. You were prepared. He, he thought you was going to come with some of the mainstream news questions. That's what happened. I just asked him the real shit. That's all, man. What do you okay. right. If nothing else, you may not live within the geographic boundaries, but you are, you got Detroit on your side. He'd get a whooping like he's never seen before. <laughs> so he's, he knows his limits. Uh, he going to get one in my neighborhood, man. If he's so tough and can kick ass, I want to see him tape 10 single dollar bill, bills to his ass, butt naked, and walk down <laughs> Mac and B-Way. <laughs> he's so tough. Man, we could raise a lot of money with that fight. <laughs> yeah. Consider it, Gavin. Consider it. But yeah, I'm going to fuck you up. Karen, one, one last question. That's a Detroiter for you. <laughs> you are an elegant woman. Very elegant. You're a black woman. That's beautiful and important to say for the question. You, when you see specifically, usually, not you love everybody, but when you see black people struggling, I feel in you a little, I don't want, it's not shame. It's like you can't enjoy that you've achieved what you wanted to and that there's so much pain. Well, but Charlie, do you, always, do you feel that you should be feeling more pain in life? I just, you know, I, I have, to, I wrestle and we talked about this. I mean, I wrestle with um, not feeling guilty for what I have that I've, that I, that I have worked for and that I'm blessed with, but you know, I've never been taught to make things a thing. And I never want to make people feel uncomfortable. You know, I was uncomfortable pulling up to that lady. Like I'm pulling up in this, you know, that the, the, the optics of it. I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. I, I don't ever want anybody to think that I'm condescending. I don't judge people for what they have or what they don't have. And so those are things that I wrangle with. I mean, they are in all honesty. What See, are you, Dr. Phil? <laughs> <laughs> I just think after that, you know, thinking about my mom and thinking about yeah. the mayhem out there. And I was thinking about you and you know, why I do love you, why, why I think you're, uh, obviously you're physically beautiful, but like, I just think you're a beautiful soul. So that's all. And on that lovely note, you know, Nazi punks, fuck off. See you next week. Why don't we start off this show with some kind of a note of hope that the violence caused by misguided pseudo patriotic pigs is going to stop. I hope it occurs to them someday. Oh, brave person threw a beer can from the back. Oh, hey. I hope it occurs to some of you people when you take an American flag and suck your thumb and use it as a security blanket like Linus in a peanut cartoon. That ain't doing nothing for our country or anybody else. Phony patriotic rednecks are what's bringing our country down. It's true. Think about it. So I ain't gonna judge anybody by their hairstyle, but this is for phony patriotic pigs everywhere. We're trying to turn our country into a nation of gun freaks, Goons and Rambo worshippers. Nazi redneck chicken shits. Fuck you. 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 Fuck
I really reached my breaking point after I made that jump to heroin and I just knew if I didn't make a change I would ultimately lose my life. I was passing by a police department and I just made the split-second decision to walk in. The police officer greeted me, hope not handcuffs arrived, and saved my life. The first step doesn't need to be the hardest. Let us help guide you to recovery. Go to hopenothandcuffs.com to learn more.